Hello. Thank you for downloading this Downtown Hope Sermon Podcast. We're a faith-based community in the city of Annapolis, Maryland, orienting our lives around Jesus and exist to see the people of our city, region, and world thrive with the hope found in his gospel. Now, please enjoy the Sermon Podcast. How is everybody doing? Fantastic. My name is David. I have the gift, privilege of serving you guys as the executive pastor. Glad to be here, and I want to say hello uh, to our family and friends joining us online. We are continuing in our series through Luke's Gospel, uh, Fulfilled. And I just want to continue to uh, echo what Colin said and say a big thank you. Uh, Over the past year, our church has done just phenomenal at, at stepping in and serving this community. If you remember just about a year ago, Easter, the Easter offering, where we raised resources, which actually kickstarted a lot of these pantries. And just, uh, we've been consistent. And so continue to pray. As Colin mentioned, if you remember Newtown 20, the families were being relocated and some ended up at Eastport Terrace, some ended up in Robinwood communities. And so we're looking for ways in which we can uh, continue to partner with uh, and so just, just pray, even if you're unable to join the one o'clock prayer, just be praying for the city. We, we always say we're being transformed by this amazing good news of what God is doing in Christ Jesus. But we want that transformation to impact this city and not just this city. We want to impact the world we live in. And so join us uh, as we do that. And so this morning, as we are jumping in, uh-oh, as we're jumping into Luke uh, chapter 8, one of the things that fascinates me, especially as we continue in Luke, if you're following along with the daily, is Jesus begins to say uh, some very interesting things concerning family. Right? So in Luke chapter 9, that's, we're in Luke 8 this morning, but in Luke chapter 9, for example, Jesus would say, there's a gentleman who says, Jesus, I want to follow you. But, but first, let me bury my father. And Jesus looks him in the eyes and says, let the dead bury the dead. I'm like, okay, that's not very nice, but you're Jesus. I trust you. Uh, In in that same uh, section, uh, uh, another young man says, Lord, I'll follow you. But first, let, let me take care of my family affairs. To which Jesus says, look, anyone that looks back is not fit for the kingdom. I'm like, okay, what, what's really going on? You know, Jesus would say things like, if a, unless a person hates mother and father, not fit for the kingdom. Or a couple of chapters later, a woman sees Jesus, I'm sure appreciative of his ministry. And she says, man, blessed is the woman that gave birth to you. And Jesus says, no, blessed are those that hear and do the word of God. And so, Jesus, what are you doing? What are you saying as it relates to family? I I ask, is he disrupting family? Is he coming to break things up? I say no. I believe Jesus is going to give us a deeper understanding of family, and it impacts every single person sitting in this room and joining online. And so I'd like to read, it's a short passage of Scripture, Luke chapter 8. And I'll just read verses 19 to 20. It will be on the screen behind, or if you have your Bibles, uh, you can open as well. Luke chapter 8, verses 19 through 21, reads as follows. Then his mother and his brothers came to him, him being Jesus, 
but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. Verse 21, but he answered them, my mother and my brothers are those that hear the word of God and do it. This is the word of our Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we look to you this morning as the author and the perfecter of our faith. That's Lord, as we uh, gather this morning, we gather with our eyes focused on you, pleading with you that you would help deepen our understanding of family and what it is you're inviting us into. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you've been driving around Annapolis this week, at least as I was driving, I noticed something. I noticed the flags were lowered at half stand. Uh, did anyone notice that this week? I was wondering, well, you know, what's going on? And then uh, I, I realized there was a proclamation. The President of the United States said, you know, unfortunately, our nation hit a milestone. Right? A half a million people died from COVID. And as such, he was calling on the nation to lament. And the president said something that struck me. He said, let us not grow numb of sorrowing. You know, 500,000 people. And he's calling upon Americans in this nation. And the state of Maryland participated to, to remember the other person. Now, anyone that's ever gone through grief or so, you don't grow numb to it. But, but if it's detached from you, if it's someone else, Maybe we don't care. And I think the president is calling us to care about what's taking place with our neighbors. He calls us to do that because we are in the same nation. And so, so what's the answer? Because if, if we observe the world we live in, we, we're turning to not care about the other person. We don't, we don't care about each other. That's your problem. That's your family situation. As long as it doesn't impact me, I'm good. And there's this call to remember that we're one nation. And so what's the answer to a world that is deeply divided? What's, an, what's the answer to a people who perhaps are losing the sense to care for another person? In this deeply divided, in this disconnected world, what is the answer? I believe the answer is embedded way back in Genesis. See, in Genesis, God uh, makes a promise to Adam and Eve, even after they've suffered division from him and division from each other. You see, God responds to that situation by giving a promise that the offspring, the seed of the woman would come on the scene and restore that which is broken. And so the only hope for Adam and Eve who were cut off from God, cut off from each other, and the impact of such things would impact the world we live in even today, the answer is found in Jesus. And so in this passage, in these short verses, Jesus is going to point us to what I believe our hearts are crying out for. Friends, I believe our hearts are crying out for a family that does not end. We want to belong to something. And in this passage, Jesus is going to paint a picture that invites us into this amazing family. And so uh, Jesus, 
As we've said in Luke's gospel, our, our series is entitled Fulfilled. He comes on the scene fulfilling all that God has promised. He is on the scene and crowds are following him. If you've been follow, following along, he's a great teacher. He's doing miracles and crowds are just following him and it is so intense. If you read the scriptures, it was so intense, the crowds were so big that there was a time where friends had to take their buddy and lower him down the roof. That's how many people were gathered. And the crowd is growing and he's doing miracles and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And unbeknownst to the crowd and unbeknownst to Jesus, his his mother and his brothers, they're on the outside and they're trying to get to him. I mean, that's how big the crowd is. They they can't get to him. And so they begin uh, sending a message. You know, it wasn't like they could just pull out their phones and text Jesus. Hey, Jesus, can you come holler at us? You know, we're, yeah, we're we're three blocks away. So they just had to send a message. Can can you tell Jesus that we're here? And so they just passed that message along. Hey, hey, his mothers and brothers, his mother and brothers here. And And then finally it gets to Jesus. This, 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 this message comes to him, your mother and your brothers are here. Now, in, in most circumstances in the world we live in, my mom, my brothers are here, time out. This must be important. I'll be back. Right? We, we just, we tend to them. Right? That, that seems to be the reasonable thing to do, right? Even if I was here and my, my phone uh, messaged me and said, hey, there's a family situation, I might pause and say, guys, hold on one second. Jesus doesn't do that. They say your mother and your brothers are here. And and look at Jesus' response in verse 21. He says, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. First, that would be startling words to the people of that day. And it should startle us a little bit. Your mother, your brothers are here. And Jesus says, my mother, my brothers, it's those that do the will of God. My father. So, so what is Jesus doing? I believe he's reframing and restructuring our understanding of family. He's not being rude. See, Jesus is not minimizing his relationship with his family. He's actually expanding it. And he's offering us an invitation into this family. That through his divine love, Jesus desires to include each and every one of us in this family. The family that has always existed from all eternity between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is this expansion, and he's saying, come in. He's inviting us into this family. And so he's inviting us on a journey home to the Father's house. You see, when we talk about the good news of the gospel, when we talk about what God has done in Christ Jesus, I'd like to suggest that an aspect of the gospel is is an invitation that, that invites us in to share in God's eternal love. But we often doubt this gift, and instead of running full force into this new form family, we deny this gift and we seek to satisfy ourselves through other means. And so we, we do things, right? We, we, in, in, for this, this uh, wantonness to, be, to belong, we affiliate, we isolate, we join things, we exclude others, all with the hopes of fulfilling that longing to belong. 
But when you read Luke chapter 8, there's this unimpressive group of people surrounding Jesus. And he looks to these people in the eyes. Much like he would do gathered here, he would look us in the eyes and says, as it relates to my mother and my brothers, it's you guys. It's an invitation to recognize what he's been doing, that they, in fact, were his mothers, his brothers, his sisters. They were part of his family. Now, when you think about family, there are several ways to join a family, right? You, most of us probably became part of someone's family because someone gave birth to us, right? So you're born into a family. If not by birth, you can be adopted into a family, correct? But, but another way you can be uh, 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 attached or, or create, actually, another way you can create a new family is through marriage. And so I think, I look at Sandra, my wife, and uh, probably I would say, if I do my math correctly, I probably shouldn't say any numbers because she's watching and I'll get in trouble. But for a good portion of her life, because if I tell you the age and you start doing math, I will not go home to a happy, <laughs> you don't tell someone's age, right? So the, 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 the majority of life, she was living in the house of her parents with her sisters, right? And so if anything ever happened to her during that time frame, who would they call? They would call the parents. They were the next of kin, right? They, they're the ones that brought her into this world. And so if there was a problem, we would call mom and dad. But something spectacular happened on the 26th of August in the year 2000. Can anyone guess what happened? That's right. I, I showed up <laughs> and we got married. And after that ceremony, something happened. I, I shared no blood relation with her, but by the act of marriage, I am immediately forming a new family. And guess what? I'm now next of kin. And so if something, God forbid, happens to her, sorry, mom and dad, they're not calling you. They're calling me because that's what marriage does. Marriage creates a new family. So friends, what if, what if Jesus is doing the very same thing? What if Jesus is forming a new family in so much that when you read scripture, how is the church, how are the people of God identified as? The bride of Christ. That through what he does on the cross, when he expresses his love, what if that is also an invitation for us to be aware of the magnitude of what he is doing? See, Jesus says that anyone that hears the word and does it is part of this family. Just think about the crowd when they left that day. I mean, wait, we're part of his family? Jesus, the one doing these great, we're part of his family? See, when, when I hear these words of Jesus, I can't help but just think about, you know, what I recently have gone through, right? Jesus says, your mother and your brothers. And so here I am, those, you know, maybe you know, maybe you don't know, my mom passed away last uh, September. And so I, I'm living my life. Where's my mom? And, and Jesus is reframing family. He's saying, you know, here are your mother. Here are your brothers. And so in January, I, uh, 
I went back to Ghana with my dad. Uh, our family's from Ghana, so went back to Ghana to see family. Now, I get in trouble for saying this because everybody's like, how? Oh, I hadn't been to Ghana in 30 years. <laughs> so it's a long time. So when I'm going to Ghana, I'm a little nervous because you know what I'm asking? I'm asking, okay, here I am. I spent all of my life in the United States of America. I haven't been here in 30 years. Are they going to receive me as family? Or am I just a stranger who's coming from abroad, coming to share this bad news? I get there, and it was life-changing. Seeing aunts, uncles, nephews, nieces. I have a sister back home in Ghana. Haven't seen in 30 years. So, so, so this idea of family, it's, it's huge. It's life-changing to know that you have an extended family. That you have people that care about you. They took care of me and my two weeks there. My, my father is still in Ghana. And I've entrusted him into the care of family because that's what family does. So even in the absence of my mom, I can look at those in Ghana and say, these, these are my mother. These are my brothers. This is my family. And, and, and it changed what it meant for me to be a part of a family. But, but it's not just going to Ghana. It's not just seeing people related to me by birth. Friends, when I talk about family, I'm talking about you guys. Jesus says anyone that hears and does is part not just of David's family in Ghana. They're part of this global family that Jesus is forming. And so you guys are my mother. You guys are my brothers and sisters. I think of this past Thursday, our community group, we got together and we, we went around. This was on Zoom and everybody asked, you know, how are things? And I'm sharing a little bit about my, you know, what we're going through. Um, just kind of being superficial. Just, you know, I just, yeah, everything's good. We're cool. And, and then someone on the call said, how's your eye doing? And I'm like, man, why do you care about my eye? Because that's my mother and that's my brother. That's what God is doing. He's forming a family that cares. And in that moment, the, the love, I thought, wow, th this person cares. Friends, this is what Jesus is forming. But my, my favorite, the reason why I say you, and if you didn't know it, friends, you are my mother. You are my brother's. If you've, if you've been at Downtown Hope in the past two years, I think I'm doing a little better. <clears throat> when, I, when I get to preaching, I get really excited. All right, so I'm working on that, trying to just be like, hello. <laughs> and so I tend to sweat, but I think I'm doing well, staying dry. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it must have been intense on a particular Sunday. I'm sweating. I must have been just like too excited. And David and Judy Farrell, members here, they lead a community group. They uh, pulled me to the side one Sunday and said, Dave, we have a gift for you. Can I show you the gift? They, 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 they got me a handkerchief. <laughs> but not just any handkerchief. On the handkerchief, they put preach strong bempong. <laughs> Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given you through the prophecy spoken over you at the laying on of the hands of the elders. 1 Timothy 4, 14. Amen. David and Judy, my mother, my brothers. Friends, that's what Jesus is inviting us into. So, so when we 
talk about church. We're not just talking about gathering in a building. We're talking about uniting ourselves with our mother, with our brothers, our sisters. This is family. Friends, we are family, and this family is eternal. This is the family that does not end. So even if I don't see you today, there is a day coming when we will have our family reunion. And so the joys, the thrills of family, the embrace, the hellos, the the great memories are just scratching at the surface of what's real and what is to come. That Jesus is forming a family. And all he says we need to do is listen to him and do. I mean, he says, my mother and brothers, those that hear the word of God and do it. So friends, it's an invitation to turn our gaze to him and follow him. To do what he says, to do what he does. Jesus went about the world doing good. You want to know what we can do? Let's do good in the city we live in. If we do good in this city, we testify that we are family. And maybe he's asking us to do something now. I believe Jesus is always speaking. And as he's speaking, maybe he's scratching at the surface of something we can do tangibly. And in so doing, we get a greater sense of being part of his family. Maybe it's just a call to pray. And in praying, there's a sense of family that we are exposed to. Maybe he's he's calling us to, to check in on someone. Or maybe he's calling us to serve. You see, when we hear and do the words of Jesus, friends, we experience what it means to be family. A diverse body of believers serving together. Man, we are family. I think some of the things we did as a church, remember uh, the Easter egg hunt we did in the Woodside Gardens, Newtown 20 community. Those of you that were here, man, family serving together. We did a family fun day in the neighborhood with the kids. We went on field trips. We are family serving together. The pantries. If you want a greater sense of family, let's do some stuff. Let's turn this city upside down for the sake of Jesus. I might sweat, so let me be careful. All right, breathe. (laughs) So literally, let's imagine what it means to be a part of God's family. What does it mean to do, to hear and to do? It could be something simple, like if we're youngsters, as honoring our mother and father. That simple step of obedience is an act which says, man, family. Maybe it's when, when there's a call to service. So th- this is where we, we may even have to reframe how we do church, right? Like when families get together, we just start delegating responsibilities. I think about my home, if the floor is dirty, the dishes need to be clean, and someone needs to, like, do the laundry, man, we just start pointing. Mariah, you do this. Aaliyah, you do this. David, you do this. Sandra, you go take a rest. (laughs) And so, friends, when 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 there's an appeal, man, we, we do it because we're family. Even with our differences. Even with our, 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 our and, and whatever differences you want to identify with, right? I was born here, you were born there, I live here, you, whatever it is, we're still family. <clears throat> and so, when we do simple things like telling the truth, caring for the sick, looking out for the homeless, serving our neighbors, we are doing as a resp- in response to what we've heard. So, 
We're family. And I will say this before we close. Families have issues too, right? So we're not acting like our family's going to be all peachy and no problem. We're going to have we're going to have some disputes. I've been running, where's Joey? I've been running with Joey for two years now. Joey, we, 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 we have our, we, we get into it a little bit in a, in a nice way. We're not like throwing blows or anything. And so if the expectation is I'm going to come to church, I'm going to get along with everybody, everything's just going to be great, we're always going to be disappointed. But if we recognize this is a family and just families, just we have our seasons, man, we're, we are family. And so Jesus, with the crowd, <clears throat> He says, what binds us together isn't some special class of people that gave birth to me or did this. No, what what binds us together is the fact that we hear and we do. And so friends, in Christ, we are family. And it's not just us in this room. I think the call to be family also extends into the city. And and the best way I heard it uh, articulated, and I'll use this to close, is just if you see everybody that you meet on this continuum towards Christ-likeness, that they're on this journey just like we're on this journey, I think it helps us, right? And so he said, and I love this, he said, every person you meet, right, they're along this continuum, right? So the, the, the most extreme is a foreigner, someone you just don't know, right? So this is a foreigner, and so, you know, I just don't know this person, but we don't just leave that person out to dry. The scripture calls us to love the soldier and the foreigner, right? And so then what you do is that the next step in this road towards Christ-likeness is this foreigner becomes someone you're familiar with. And that I'm familiar with you, we may have uh, a water cooler conversations, we may chat every now and then, but it'll be pretty superficial, but we're becoming familiar. After we've become familiar, the next step on this discipleship continuum is we become friends. Right? So you're not a stranger to me. We're not just shallow conversation. We are friends. And friends, we do things together. And because we do things together, we're beginning to know each other a little bit more. And now that we know each other a bit more, you know me, you will understand that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And so like Paul, I say, follow me as I follow him. And so now that you're my friend, I'm exposing you to the truth of the gospel. This is us in the neighborhoods doing good. Why? Because we want you to know that this is what Jesus is producing in us. So now that we're friends, the hope is that you become a follower of Jesus Christ and you come to faith. And that's where most of us end. Someone comes into the new life of Jesus Christ. We're like, great, we're done. There's one more step. What do you think the last step is on this continuum of discipleship? That's right, family. We haven't arrived until I'm willing to invite that person over. And let's have a meal together. Let's share life together. Let's do more than just serve with each other. Let's let's just let's journey together. That's how a person becomes, moves from being a foreigner to part of the family. And so two things. One, over the next couple of weeks, let's, let's do that. Let's share life with people. Amen? Amen? I'd love to pray and then just call us to a time of reflection. And so as we reflect, the question I, I want to ask is, do you have a growing sense of family with God and with others? You know, in this journey towards Christ's likeness, in this journey of faith, Do we have this growing sense of family and with others? If not a tangible way, a tangible way, again, not guilting you. This this is all in grace. 
right? All in grace. There are cards in the seat in front of you. Uh, here's opportunities for us to come together as a family and serve together, to love together and do good, whether it's through missions, in the community, children of hope, our student ministry, in our gatherings. These are just tangible ways that we as a body can experience life together. And so as you reflect and answer this question, is do I have a growing sense of family with God and with others? I'd like to just invite you, you know, as the Lord leads you, again, no pressure is as you pray, hear what the Lord might be calling you to do. We always ask, what is the step of obedience? What is the action item I can walk away with? The crowd came and said, your mother and your brothers are gathered. Jesus says, anyone who hears and does is part of this family.